Hey there, NFT curious listener. Welcome to another special episode of Edge of NFT. You may or may not have found out we are doing Twitter spaces with the NFTLA Twitter account in collaboration with Howl Labs our partner in promoting NFTLA. And we've had some incredible guests, incredible sessions. We're attracting hundreds of live listeners and it's really been going great. So we wanted to share a couple of those Twitter spaces with you. This episode will feature one of them. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. All right, all right, all right. Welcome everyone to another Twitter Spaces edition by Outer Edge and How. Alongside me, I have, of course, a pleasure, as usual, to be joined by the NFTs and Zach Saker. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Hey there. Doing great. What? What's going on? Oh, hey, hey, there you go. I was wondering who was behind that account. There you go. How are you doing, Josh? Doing good. Doing good, man. All good. All right. And of course, let's let's just get down to it. Everyone is here to to listen to the guys, the myths, the legend behind Doodles, right? So we have the pleasure of being joined by Austin and Joe. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us. GM, GM. Yes, yes. Great to have you guys on the show. Um, really excited about this special um, special exclusive uh, Twitter spaces that we're hosting with you guys. It's, it's, it's been a minute um, since we've had a chance to do some putt-putt at the Doodles golf course. Um, I think that was in Miami, right? That you guys did that? Doodle yeah, that was Miami. It was fantastic. Doodle putt was uh, actually where I started my, uh, I guess, my hiring experience with Doodles. I, I had a pretty great conversation with Poopy there. Very cool. Yeah, we had a blast there, and um, it was such a, a well-executed uh, demonstration of the IP that you guys have built and sort of the brand and the ethos, and, and the after-party was pretty epic, too. So thanks for your hospitality, and um, appreciate it uh, for uh, Fifth Column for, for bringing us all together for this special uh, show with, with a lot of great information about where Doodles is going from here. Um to start off, I'm going to turn it over to Ben, who will um, introduce our uh, illustrious guest for the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to announce these two because they have some great uh, backgrounds in the space, and I'm excited to see what they do with the Doodle ecosystem. But uh, Joe's built and scaled products and product team for startups, growth stage, and public companies, and now serves as the head of product management for Doodles, And it, it, which, if you're not familiar, uh, get familiar. The leading Web3 entertainment company, um, and they're inspiring people with uh, this expansive world, which challenges the imagination. So um, a lot of what we're seeing out of the Doodles community is just um, some amazing art activations and uh, community building, and we're excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, Joe is also the founder of Cole Avenue, which is a, a product and strategy consultancy and uh, open measurement an industry standard for verifying digital advertising. So he's, he's got a great background. 
Um, he's led in, in bootstrap finance media companies, uh, making them profitable, scaling venture back, uh, intelligence startups. Um, he's contributed, I, I think, what is it, 100, 850 million in private equity exit? I, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, the, the more I read into your background, like the more I'm just intimidated having you on the show. So um, you're going to have to dumb things down for the scoop brains like me, but uh, we're excited to have you here, Joe. Uh, thanks. No, you're, you're too kind. Um, I've, I've been really, at the end of the day, I've been fortunate to work with a, a lot of really, really bright people that are you know, incredibly accomplished and hardworking, and, and they're really the ones that have made all, all of that possible. So yeah, excited to be here, excited to be working with the team at Doodles, because I mean, honestly, this is uh, this is by far the most talented team I've been part of, and um, really excited what we're capable of. It's, it's uh, a unique position to be able to feel like anything is possible, because we could literally dream up the wildest things, and we have a team that's capable of delivering against it. So super excited for what's to come. That is such a feel-good thing to be able to say and, and have like that absurdist quality of we can, if we can dream it, we can make it happen. Um, yeah, that, that, that gets me uh, excited and going. Uh, I know we have another stellar member of the team, too, Austin, who's head of business development. So we have head of product management and head of business development here. Um, you're going to know like doodle has like this iconic artist behind it burnt toast um it's got to be really fun working with him as well um austin is responsible for the strategy and development of the partnerships and right now we're seeing a lot of that playing out or actually heard a lot of about it behind the scenes we know there's still more going but um those partnerships span art film fashion animation music technology so we can see where this ip can stretch into a billion different avenues but Austin has an entertainment background, um, was at Amazon Music and helped license the launch of Amazon Music Unlimited. So uh, clearly has that, that know-how in the music world and also worked at Venice Music where he did the product organization uh, in the development of their distribution software MVP. So a little bit of you know that technical background, understanding how the music world works. I think all those things really help contribute to... Uh, places you can take the project and we're going to get into that a little bit more but austin thank you for joining us as well no thank you thank you for having me and you know it's a real pleasure to also be up here with joe i think we're both uh we both love music we both love building products and it's been an absolute treat getting to get to know him and, and build doodles together so loving to be up here with him all right thanks austin yeah, half, half, half the time we're just geeking out over music. But yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> that's, I, that's, that's a good bonding exercise. It's just like uh, music appreciation with the team. Yeah, we spent, uh, we spent this weekend, Joe was at Something in the Water, which I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into, uh, just getting the recap on like who were the best uh, musicians and, and sending me you know, different video recaps of everything. So uh, I had him to thank for, for feeling like I was there. Perfect. Let's get into today's topic because it's a really exciting one for especially for those of us who, you know, get a lot of excitement out of when things get more interactive and, and allow everybody to be a creator. And that's the topic of today's um, episode, which is the unveiling of the Doodles Studio. So the studio is going to serve as the headquarters for the Doodles experience and collector journey. Uh, and it's an entry point to a digital ecosystem. Um, it's going to have some bad uh, added benefits for the Doodle holders. Uh, so, yeah. Let's let's get into the topic. I think Josh already has a, a question he wants to ask. Yeah, guys, um, really excited to dive into this, and and I feel like the music um, 
component of, of Web3 is still relatively untapped and, and such a, a great source of a creator journey and creator energy. Um, had a chance to get to know um, Cooper over the, over the last year or two, as well as uh, the Song Camp guys. And, and man, um, you know, nothing more pure than, than the creator economy around music. Tell us a little bit more about the Doodle Studio, what it is, what are some of the features, what are some of the benefits to Doodle's holders. Um, you know, we've heard about some of the elements like this character builder, wearables, profile management. Break it down for us. Who wants to start? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to start off on that one. And yeah, I mean, Studio, it's, it's the central hub for Doodles. It's, it's like a member home base. It's the headquarters for the Doodles experience. So like, you know, everything that we ship in the future and, and what we've already shipped, we're, we're going to be connecting it to the Studio in some way. So think of it as like a, a central portal for both physical and digital experiences, collectibles, access to exclusive brand and artist partnerships, um, and so forth. And then obviously, you know, we talked about the character builder. Uh, we are treating that as basically the onboarding, like the first step for doodles too. So you have the ability to create a, your own customized character, your own customized doodle, uh, you know, everything the likeness of burnt toast or, or in the, uh, the art style of burnt toast. And, um, you know, we have a, a ton of really incredible animated wearables that, that our, our team has been able to, to dream up. And, and some of that stuff is, is uh, it's incredibly, it's just like a joyful experience. Like the first time that we opened that up for our internal teams, just to start playing around with, uh, I, I think that like nobody worked that day. <laughs> it, was, it was just everybody was obsessed with just trying out all the possible combinations and, and just having fun with it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that question, actually, like, you know, what kind of, uh, personal crafting of, of wardrobe and attributes you guys have, have done for, for your sort of selves and, and, you know, how, what, what aspects of, of your own personalities and sort of um, what you love in life is reflected in, in that, um, you know, can, can you give us a little bit more details on the character builder components? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the components, it's, it's pretty straightforward right now. You know, you've got the ability to, on one side, customize the features of your doodle itself. So, you know, hairstyles, skin tones, uh, facial expressions. And, uh, and on the other side, it's, you know, wardrobe and accessories. So, you know, what, what kind of shoes do you have on? What kind of, are you wearing sunglasses? Do you have a, you know, a passenger, like a, like a butterfly or, or a worm coming with you right now? Or, you know, are you holding onto gadgets? And, and there, there's, you know, endless possibilities with what we can include in the future and, and what our creative team can dream up and, and bring it to life. So, I mean, mine personally right now, the, the, the main one that I have is, is uh, I think, kind of like me in real life. I, I typically, you know, wear pretty uh, pretty basic things. Like, I'm not a fan of, in general, logos and all that stuff. But, like, um, so my guys, uh, you know, basic white top, basic white shoes. Um, you know, I went with white hair to try and keep all clean. But then I've got, you know, a pretty cool pair of uh, touch grass trousers going, which um, I for anybody that's seen them, we've got, uh, you know, some pretty great social content that, that our creative and animation team has been putting out. And um, one of them is pretty iconic, I think. It, it's, um, you know, our, our mascot laying down in the graph, and he's got pants where, where essentially, like, the earth is growing through him. And we've got, uh, you know, one of those as, as, a, as a part of an outfit that we have in, in our Doodles 2 wearables. But that's, that's mine personally. I don't know, Austin, what do, you, what do you got going right now? Well, I was going to say, definitely makes sense, you know, with your name being Clean Dude. Uh, I was just got that, you got that aesthetic. <laughs> it's, it's in <Yeah>. the name. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the name. No, I had to keep the coffee the coffee vibes going. So I've got um, like a coffee helmet and just some cool like wearables that I was able to trade for, like a spotted uh, like leopard hoodie and, and some fun pants. And I just pulled uh, these pair of like rainbow, rainbow loafers, which are pretty fire. Um, 
but yeah, pretty pretty happy with my poll. Yeah, nice. shout out to evaluate by the way. Oh, what's that? I was saying shout out to evaluate by the way. Uh, I know Austin just said that you know he was able to trade for it. They've they've built a, a pretty incredible trading experience. It feels like magic. You know, there's some really uh, complex technical things that happen behind the scenes to to enable that smooth of a of a UX, and, and they've done a great job with it. So I'm pretty pretty nice. impressed there. Nice. Now, Austin, is that spotted uh, attire one of one? Because, you know, I know two gentlemen in the space, uh, Cheetah Cowboy and um, Spotty Wi-Fi, that may be uh, vying for your wardrobe and, and trying to rip off your clothes at some point, if so. No, no, no one of ones. Um, but but definitely like the, the coffee is pretty rare and the, the rainbow jetpacks. I got I to gotta work my way to some of these grails. We actually just had another one of one uh that went into the wild. I think either earlier today or yesterday. It's a pair of like spotted, uh, spotted leopard just it. Uh, pants. Yeah, they look they look incredible. Yeah, the uh, that's awesome. Did did was it Lightfield? Yeah, it was Lightfield. Who got it? Yes, yes, it was. Um, yeah, cool. the, the blockchain component here. So it's interesting because I'm starting to think of these characters. We've moved from profile picture to like action figure. Like buying the aesthetics that can can layer on top of things. Can you explain a bit about how the blockchain logic works into this? How you're custodializing things and how you imagine it's going to play into a, a bigger ecosystem? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that this is one of those moments where people started to, to realize, like, oh, Doodles, you know, launched Doodles two on Flow for a reason, and it's because every time that you make changes to your character, you know, any, whether it's features or wardrobe or really anything else that, that we, we end up incorporating in the future, like you're not paying gas to do that. It's, it's happening pretty seamlessly, uh, you know, the, in terms of like wallet signing and all that stuff, it's pretty minimal. And um, we can only improve upon that. And there are lots of things that, that our engineering team is, is currently working on in terms of, you know, different open source libraries that we want to introduce and, and, and things that we want to continue to, to help to advance the flow ecosystem for all of this. But yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like your your doodle itself has ownership of the wearables that are equipped to it, and that opens up some pretty interesting, uh, you know, I guess use cases in the future and things that we can do with that. But like you know, at the simplest level, it's that it's uh, you know when when I have something equipped to my doodle, everything that that is associated with that doodle is part of that doodle. So um, if you imagine this, say in like a you know a gaming environment or a play to earn environment or um, you know anything that you would theoretically take your doodle with you to whether it's digital or in real life, you can start associating characteristics from that with your actual doodle. Um, and, and that could theoretically impact the value of that doodle. So, um, you know, imagine you had all these unclaimed rewards or you've got high scores on things or, um, you know, whatever else. Uh, if you were able to then trade your doodle that has been with you on those journeys in the future, you're also having the ability to trade all of those things with it. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting what what possibilities could be unlocked. Yeah, when do I get to play my doodle in a Super Smash Brothers game? That's the question. Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, right now, right now, like, at the at the core level, like all of this stuff is possible. Um, it comes down to start, you know, having our team build out the uh, you know the roads in between all of that stuff. And um, right now, obviously, you know, what you're seeing is 2D. So as we start thinking about, you know, what would this look like in 3D, and you know, how do we do that at scale, and how do we ensure that, you know, when you bridge it into all these other different environments that could be possible, that you do that at the level of quality that we expect. So um, those, are, those are all things that our team is thinking about right now, uh, but I can't promise specific timelines. We just need Super Smash Doodle. <laughs> Somebody yeah, that would be awesome. That would be fun. That would be awesome. I would smash you down. Yeah. So, I mean, this sounds fun. Like, I'm already into it. I want to play around with it. What 
I know it's like a beta version right now. Like, what can we do? And can you walk us through how we can like start doing it and what you know, what um, holders get access to and what we would want to be holding to to get all the fun features. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's pretty straightforward right now. Um, you need a beta pass to create one of the, the Doodles two characters. Um, you can get a beta pass either on its own through a marketplace like Gaia, um, or you can get a beta pass from one of our packs. So either um, you know we've got the Genesis box that contains a, a couple of wearables in a, in a beta pass. Um, well, those packs the, will uh, always have a beta pass in them, uh, at least right now. Um, I mean, like if I got one now, right now, I, I wouldn't have to like hope that it would be there. It'd be in all the packs. That's correct. Yeah. So every, every Genesis box contains one. I think that's probably the simplest way to get started would be to pick up the Genesis box. Um, that way you've got some, you know, some wearables that are already in there um, to get you started. You're, you, you've got a chance of getting some rare ones. And, um, and honestly, I think that, you know, uh, Burnt Toast to Alfie and, and, and the rest of the team like really outdid themselves with, with what we ended up packing in there. Um, for, for anyone that was paying attention, we actually did push the, uh, the opening on the Genesis boxes out, I think, a month. And the main reason for that was because we we were like, you know, we, we think we can do better. Um, and uh, not to say that what we started with wasn't great, but it was it was basically like, you know, we really wanted to wow people with what came out. And um, I, I honestly, kudos to Scott. He's he's a creative machine, and uh, what what he was what he was able to put together along with the team was is it, it, completely incredible. So um, so yeah, Genesis boxes contain uh, a couple of wearables and, uh, and a beta pass. You can also get a beta pass by duplicating a doodle. Um, and, and then beyond that, if you just wanted the beta pass, you can pick one up on Gaia. I think the last I saw they were going for like 40 bucks. Okay, cool. There. So once, uh, once I have that, uh, what do I do? Yeah, so once you have that, um, go to studio.doodles.app. You'll create a uh, studio account and it'll ask you to connect your wallets. So if you have a uh, you know an ETH like an OG doodle, connect your um, your Ethereum wallet. If you have a uh, um, just a, a beta pass or a beta pass and some wearables or a Genesis box, um, you or sorry not the Genesis box, but anything on Flow, you connect basically your Dapper wallet. And um, we did build in support for multi wallet connect. So if you are, for instance, holding things across a hot and a cold wallet or a couple of different wallets, like you can connect to each of those. And um, it'll basically prompt you, if you have a beta pass ready to go, it'll prompt you to create your doodle. And at that point, it's basically an exchange that takes place where you're burning your beta pass. And uh, in exchange for, for burning your beta pass, you're, you're, uh, you receive a soul. And you'll, you'll have this, uh, this, cool little, um, this cool little sequence where you get to name your soul. And um, once you give it a name, it, it drops in a, a blank doodle and you start customizing. Yeah, now I just needed to be Doodle Mortal Kombat. So <laughs> your soul is mine. Yeah, exactly. We'll play for keeps, guys. Um, yeah. right, what, what's the rarest things that? What, what's the thing that's going to make me rich? <laughs> no, what's what's the rarest uh, grails you got in packs so far? These hot yeah, fire pants. Yeah, we've sure. we've got we've got uh, some one of ones that are in here. Um, I know that not all of them have been opened or, or revealed yet. So um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I, I, I think that there might be maybe four or five more that haven't yet been revealed. Um, and at any, any point you can go, we've got a, a thing on our site called Doodle Decks, which you can go through and basically explore uh, you know, everything that exists in the ecosystem uh, today from a wearables perspective and, and kind of filter through that. Um, and you can also go and check on, on Gaia, which is uh, our, our preferred flow marketplace right now. And um, they've got a pretty good looking catalog of it on there as well. Yeah, so what what are the types of things, Joe, that folks can purchase um, on, on Gaia? Like, there, it sounds like there's some additional packs and, and wearables and um, 
you know, are those are those on the are those standard pricing at this point, or is it all sort of um, folks sort of uh, buying from each other now? Yeah, it's a great question. So on, on Gaia right now, it's you basically have two collections that you're looking at. It's it's just the beta pass, um, or it's the wearables. Within the wearables, we have a, um, a, a kind of a, a filter called set, and that set is going to have each of the different drops that we do. So right now, it's basically OG wearables, which is coming from uh, folks that duplicated a, a doodle to bring over the traits from from that doodle into doodles too. And then the second is Genesis Box. Um, you'll start seeing additional ones. For instance, on Friday this week, we're going to be doing an airdrop for folks that met um, kind of eligibility criteria for our Pharrell pack. And you'll see that show up as a new set once that those are revealed. But um, yeah, when it comes to pack sales, uh, our, our current plan is to do the, the drops for packs on Ethereum. And when you open those packs, um, the contents of them will be trans basically transported to different places. Um, for right now, they're going to be transported mostly to Flow. Um, we do have the possibility of keeping some of those things on Ethereum, sending some of them to Flow, and uh, potentially other chains, should that make sense in the future. That's cool. So, um, you know, you are sort of interoperable from, from the jump. Um, what was that process like of sort of figuring out the way to finesse the relationship with Flow and and then Ethereum and, and you know, what did you sort of do along the way? Like, is, is how it's sort of working mechanically now what you originally were planning or did you make some adjustments along the way? That's a great question. Um, and to be honest, a lot of that predates me. I joined the, the Doodles team in January and, um, you know, the, the, all the flow conversations were happening long before then. Um, but I, I can say that, you know, that working within that ecosystem has been pretty great. We've got some of the smartest minds in that ecosystem working with us. Uh, the gentleman named BRK, for instance, is uh, on, on a company called .find that's uh, a complete genius. And um, if you're in the Flow community, I'm sure that you already know. But uh, yeah, so we, we we obviously continue to you know iterate in, in advance what we've already you know begun with as we encounter things, as we come up with new ideas. And and I mentioned that that our team um, you know on the Doodle side is is already working on new packages and potential things that we want to open source to to help you know, foster a really great development community around Flow. And um, and then when you look at the team itself from, from the Doodle side, you know, we've got both Evan and Jordan, um, so Tulip and Poopy, that, that come from, uh, you know, the Flow and Dapper ecosystem as well. So they've got plenty of experience and deep relationships there that that really position us well to, to be successful on that front. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, building out the teleporter and everything that enabled duplication to work. That, I'm pretty sure that was the first time that that was ever done. And yeah, I mean, this is this is this is revolutionary when you, when you think about interoperability between Flow and and other chains. Um, from my vantage point, and it's something that I don't even know if we would have anticipated um, six months or, or a year ago. So, um, pretty exciting stuff, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I can't take credit for that one. That's um, you know, folks like uh, uh, Jay and, and Noah and, and a bunch of others on our team that that are complete wizards when it comes to that stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this can all go. I just know that when it comes to enabling a user experience for the places that we want to go, um, Flow has been a, a pretty smart choice for us to be doing that because it, it makes a lot of these things like magic and it allows us to create experiences that don't require gas, um, that, that require minimal signing of wallets, that, that enable things to happen you know, in the background. Um, and that also enables us to uh, take advantage of certain like custodial type features. So like, for instance, um, if we wanted to enable, uh, 
I'm sure you guys, you know, know what like parent parental controls look like on Netflix or HBO or anything like that in your typical streaming services where you've got, you know, your parents and it's like, oh, here's my child account. Um, we can do a lot of that stuff in, in ways that enable, um, you know, what account to have custody over another account in, in a lot simpler way on flow than we would be able to in other, in other chains at this point. How do you guys think of brand partnerships? Do you think of ecosystem partners and like, do they have to be native in flow? Um, are you helping like on people, onboard people into flow? Like I, help me understand as somebody's like working in these partnerships, like what's important to you guys at this stage? Yeah. So I can speak to this one and want to give a huge kudos to Brandon Rosenblatt who leads brand partnership for doodles. He was instrumental. Really it was his brainchild of putting the P pack together. So getting these various brands between Adidas, human race, BBC and ice cream to all come together and, and build something innovative for holders. You know, we view Doodles 2 as a platform, uh, really a safe platform for brands to be able to come into the space. Anyone who's been here long enough has plenty of horror stories that they can count on um, of these major brands that come in and, you know, they end up falling on their face because they don't understand the market dynamics or they're treating uh, holders as consumers and not viewing NFTs as a new way of interacting with a community. And so we're, we've been able through the uh, credibility that we've built up in the space to be able to have a dialogue with these major brands of ways to bring them in authentically and learn about how to interact with Web3 while also bringing value to holders. And so Doodles 2, you know, the first drop of an iteration of that is the PPAC. There will be more to come. And really, it's our way of, of bringing people in. Uh, and we're looking we're looking for brands, you know, we say no more than we say yes. We're looking for brands that are really strong fits with you know both our brand ethos uh, and identity and, and how we look to build within the space. We're not necessarily looking to just do uh, activations with the biggest brands just because we can. It, it needs to feel very authentic and, and something that our holders will be proud of. So we're, we're really excited about how Doodles 2 unlocks that ability for, for brands to come into the space. Awesome. I mean, let's talk more about this one. I mean, that's a pretty epic collaboration. You get Adidas, BBC, Ice Cream, Human Race, Doodles, and Pharrell Williams. Can you tell us like how how such a crazy collaboration you know came to be? Yeah, so many people know, uh, even if they they didn't believe it before this past weekend, that Pharrell is is not just uh, someone who you know is a celebrity endorser. Like he's he's actually part of the company. You know, he sits on the board. He's deeply intertwined with everything we are doing and where we are looking to go as a business. And so we had to keep a lot of this under wraps. <laughs> Every time someone on socials was like, what is Pharrell doing? What is Pharrell doing? Uh, hopefully this shed a little bit of light on on what's to come and, and how we are collaborating. But he's been a phenomenal partner, opened doors for us, really allowed us to, to build these relationships. And then again, with, with Brandon, um, who for those who don't know, he was responsible for building the Hidden New York account um, that has over a million followers on Instagram. He's been at the forefront of streetwear and culture for a decade. Um, he just knows everyone. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Every time we like hang out, it's just like, he, he's just very well, uh, well established. And so he, he was just really instrumental in, in putting this together. And, you know, this is a taste of, of what's to come. Pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, you got this, uh, incredible legend here. I mean, Pharrell being a record producer, rapper, singer, songwriting, fashion designer, um, you know, he's just as creative, his creativity pouring out of, uh, every, every aspect of his being. Right. And, um, you know, it sounds like the Frel pack is, is pretty dope. Uh, it includes, um, some different aspects of what he loves. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So 
you know, these are brands that either Pharrell has a uh, relationship with, like Adidas, where he's built multiple uh, he's built multiple shoe lines within them. These uh, Sambas in particular are being released for his fiftieth uh, birthday, so there are a limited set of different colorways. The green being the most rare; those are the fa- friends and family. And when people actually see these in market, like they're not normal Sambas, like they're they're really really high end and, and luxury. Uh, so we're, we're excited to be able to partner with him on that. And then uh, for those that are familiar with you know, street, like streetwear culture, skateboard culture, you know, BBC and ice cream have been around for over a decade. Um, and, and, you know, Pharrell has been at the forefront of that. So, and then with human race um, is skincare line. It's something that me personally, just as a, as another African-American in this, in this space, when he dropped that, uh, I was, I bought it like the day it came out before I was even at doodles, uh, just wondering how, how in the world this 50 year old man has such perfect skin, uh, must, must be something that he's doing right. So as much as I can copy it, uh, so we're, we're excited for that too. You know, people need to be taking care of their skin. How does, uh, how, how about like other like NFT projects? Like, are there any ecosystem collaborations that would lead, you know, into like a multi metaverse within the flow? Uh, are you guys like looking at anybody like NBA Top Shot or people that are already like flow native to say, hey, we might want to do something with them down the line? Yeah, I mean, we're those conversations are, are active and, and ongoing. And you know, we've had conversations with projects that are on Ethereum, that are on Flow. Um, definitely something that we're, we're interested in. And I, I will hand it over to Joe in terms of you know, how the product has been built in terms of interoperability. But you know, we're, we definitely see Web3 as you know, one big community and ways that we can experiment and, and grow in each other's ecosystems is, is something that we'll always be interested in. Listen, I need to use my crypto kitties for something. They've just been collecting dust. If they can walk around a doodleverse, I'll be happy. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll second Austin on this one. It's, it's, we built this in a way where all of these things are possible. And we are certainly having conversations both on the east side and the flow side. And uh, yeah, I think it, it comes down to, you know, when it makes the most sense for, for both brands and um, when it makes the most sense from a, a roadmap perspective. But uh, we have a number of ways that we could do that. You guys are teasing me. I'm the NFTs here. All right. <laughs> I'm, Only I'm, Alpha plays here. I'm still focused on um, the skincare line. I'm like browsing human race and looking at all these interesting products. And, and uh, yeah, I'm actually trying to upgrade my skincare as well. So this is some cool stuff. Um, and I highly uh, recommend it. And everything is sustainable. Um, it comes in like reusable packaging, just like very much aligned with the ethos of, of Pharrell overall. And, and of you guys, right. As a, a brand as well, 100%. It seems like you, you chose a great partner there that shares your ethos. Um, Austin, maybe you can break down what these packs look like, man. Um, what, what, what's in them? Um, you know, what, what can you do with them? Is there a digital component? Yeah, so every every pack is going to come with three digital wearables and a redeemable. Um, that redeemable will be burned for a physical item. Every single uh, every single individual that gets a pack is going to get a Samba, which is super exciting. These are like a very, very limited release. Some of those, 12 of which will be uh, the actual green Sambas, the friends and family, but all of them are, are going to be incredibly unique. Um and then, yeah, in terms of the actual mechanics of like when it comes out, would hand that over to Joe of you know how you qualify and everything. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, the qualifi- qualifications are, are pretty straightforward. Um, 
quick open it up. Uh, so our, our goal in this was to make sure that we were rewarding uh, kind of like the, the, the core members of our ecosystem for our first big drop. Um, so it's, you know, things like, you know, you hold an OG doodle, um, you've created a doodles too, you've created your studio profile, you've opened a Genesis box and you've duplicated at least once. So, um, you know, Hey, these are the people that have participated. They've been here, you know, they've been here with us, they've been supportive and, and we want to give something back to them as, as, um, you know, the way that we first start to bring this to market. So beginning back with the people that, you know, have been loyal and, uh, we want to show that we appreciate that. So. Um, beginning with that, we'll uh, we'll obviously have have different things that we do moving forward. But um, for this one, we want it to be uh, you know pretty pretty selective. It is a limited drop; they're only three hundred packs, um, so it's a it's a good starting point for us on that. And then in terms of overall mechanics of it, um, people who have met that criteria by I think by uh, Thursday night midnight um, on Friday, we'll we'll do a uh, kind of a, a random uh, check against that, and basically you know out of that pool, three hundred of those people will end up receiving. Uh, one of the packs will be airdropped on Ethereum. And uh, I think on June 6th, I believe, is the date that we're going to enable you to open those packs. Um, so that opening experience will live within the studio. Um, it'll basically transport any of the uh, the digital wearables that are included in those packs to your Flow wallet. Um, so you'd be able to, to access those, obviously, in the studio, but you'll see them in your, in your Dapper Flow wallet. And then for the uh, the redeemables that end up existing in there um, will have a, a burn mechanism in place. So there'd be a page where you can go and essentially exchange that, that golden certificate um, for, for the, uh, the redeemables. So if you basically go through that, it'll provide you with um, a form to put in, you know, your shipping address. And, um, and then I will basically send that out to you. Um, the one kind of cool thing about this as well is that we've, we've introduced an ethos, uh, kind of just a, a general like product principle that we're, we're trying to follow, which is no useless NFTs. So we want to make sure that everything that we introduce um, has some type of future utility or, or, or current utility. And um, as part of that, we wanted to make sure that, you know, for instance, we, we don't have a ton of unredeemed uh, certificates just laying around. So um, we've set a auto burn mechanism, which is kind of cool. So uh, after a certain period of time, if those certificates haven't been redeemed for the physical item, they're automatically going to burn from your wallets. So uh, incentive to to redeem, incentive to to try and take advantage of it, and um, yeah, hopefully that that all makes sense. But have an answer any questions? You're on even it. getting rid of digital landfill space. I love that. Yeah, I mean, we we, we want to make sure that that everything is usable and has has a purpose, and and by setting that as is it like an internal rule that we try and follow, it, it forces us to be um, you know to be pretty pragmatic about what we're putting out. That's cool. Does that take Does that take you away from the collector's market a little? Like it. It's kind of, to me, it's like the unopened pack is like mint in the box, right? And there is a culture of like collecting action figures or card packs that have never been opened. But like, do you feel like there's too much of that right now? Because I kind of feel that way. I feel like people will hoard up packs and we won't see everything. And then I'm kind of disappointed that I don't get to see the full collection. I just want to understand that logic a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, this this should help to combat that because people will want to open the packs so that they can actually take advantage of the physical item they get in there. But I mean, there's also a risk in you know keeping stuff on the shelf forever. Like, you know, when when people are redeeming for a physical item, we want to make sure that you know it's not ten years from now that somebody goes and tries to get the last one. Um, you know, there's there's obviously risks in that of like, oh, well, you know, move warehouses over that period of time and we can't find it now or. Uh, we, we just don't want to have anybody have to deal with that sort of thing. So there is that element that's, that's being factored in. But 
Uh, yeah, like Ranga has their boxes. I don't know how many unopened Ranga boxes there still are, but I'm so interested in what's left in the Ranga black boxes. But it, it it's it's an interesting dynamic because for a long time it was just like reveal on mint, right? There wasn't even like this opening. So and, and it's not like in with real life collectibles, like the whole thing is preserving the asset. Like it won't get exposed to the elements. It's it's if it's digital, you don't really worry about that. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, when it's digital, you don't have to you don't have to deal with any of those headaches. But um, once you start having physical items in there, you know, shelf space becomes something that, that you have to be concerned about. And um, yeah, I think you know more so we we want to ensure that people are actually able to to trade and, and and to get the ones they want, and and that we're you know trying to to make sure that people are actually enjoying it for for something that when it's a physical item. Yeah, have you thought about that? Like how you incentivize the what we call like passive NFT holder versus like the active community member? Is is there some kind of uh, levers you like to pull on to to get people more participatory in the environment? Because that certainly helps, right? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, you know, we want to ensure that that both of those personas, like both of those groups of people, are are able to have a place in our ecosystem. We don't expect everybody to, you know, to be, you know, engaged every day. Um, but at the same time, for the people that are, we want to, we, we want to show them that we're we're grateful and, and try and make sure that the experience they have is a really positive one. So I mean, even just the entire methodology that we have for how the the Pharrell pack is distributed is is hopefully, a, a, you know, a glimpse into that. You know, it's you know the people that are eligible are the people that are participating, the people that are actually, you know. Uh, eager to be part of the community and, and are, and are trying to, you know, be, be part of it both in this case, specifically by on-chain actions and, and creating profiles. But, um, you know, in the future, we, we, we certainly have lots of options there. I mean, it, it's, you know, when you look at the approaches that other collections have taken for this sort of thing, there's, there's both carrots and sticks that you see. And, um, I think in this case, you know, we began with just carrots. So hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. I, I think it's important for people to understand that psychology of, keeping the community from stagnating and, and even like product release, like everybody, you have to consider like the attrition of attention and all these things to make sure that like, you're not just delivering something that's cold sitting there. And I think you've been pretty good. I can judge by scrolling down and seeing all the doodle PFPs that there's still quite a few uh, doodle participants. So kudos. And, and hopefully you have continued luck with that. Um, Cause I know it's not an easy task. We're so lucky on that. We have the best community in the world, in my opinion. And Austin has been like instrumental in, in, in shaping a lot of, you know, how we, how we engage with them and how we help to make sure that they feel like, you know, they're part of this as well. Um, I don't know, Austin, do you, you want to touch on anything that we're doing with, you know, the revamp of the Doodle Bank and Community Council? Yeah, sure. So we've got the inaugural Community Council being announced later today. Um, that has been the culmination of, gosh, like 18 months to, to get us to this point. Uh, of finding ways to really lean in with the community and, and, and use these funds as a accelerator for ideas within the community, whether it be events or grants um, or rewards. Like it, it's been really, really remarkable to see you know, what strong applicants we've had throughout this entire process, had the fortunate chance of, of interviewing almost everyone um, over the span of the last week. And the, the main thing I was taken away by is just, you know, being filled with gratitude that we we have so many ambitious individuals who want to lean in and, and build this brand with us. So I'm really excited about the next step of this bank. We have roughly $5 million in treasury. 
um, to start building out, you know, whatever the the wildest dreams of our community are that align with our with our vision. And so, a lot more to come. We'll announce who those individuals are later today, um, and we actually have a kickoff call with them set for tomorrow. We'll start going through like our thirty, sixty, ninety day milestones. But um, it's it's a new new era in in the Doodle Bank. So can't can't wait for it to get started. Big ups, man, for the the Doodle community reignite is here. Random question, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us in a different direction real quick. Unless Josh, you have something you want to jump in with. But go uh, for it, man. I, wh- which character is your favorite? Like, all right, yours excluded. Like, what doodles do you think has? Like, who has the the best doodle? Austin, I'm going with you first. Ooh, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I'm gonna cause a war right now. Like that's so. I have a I have a few. I can't give you one. I have a few. One is 8270 has a rainbow striped sweater doodle. That's just like a, it's not rare, um, or at least it's like a mid-tier rare and just like a tan face. It holds like a lot of sentimental value for me. It, it used to be owned by uh, one of my friends, Drew, as he was like coming up in the community and then 8270 uh, bought it off of him and has been vaulting it ever since. And I think one of the most uh, iconic ones that we have is, is Jay Fells with his Skelly King um, so Ken said definitely have to, to put that at the top of the list, but there, there are so many good ones. I honestly like scroll the marketplaces every day. Um, and no matter if you have like a rare or, you know, a clean dude, you can find something that, that fits your aesthetic. This is such a hard con- uh, question. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I personally, I'm a fan of, of a lot of the cleans. Um, I personally have one, but uh, I, I think Incox is, is pretty uh, pretty iconic. Uh, it also, we do actually have somebody that, that's going by iconic in our, in our community right now. I actually see him on here. This is pretty great. Uh, yeah, we, we've got <laughs> a Conquad, the, the, the flame head. Like, that's fantastic. Uh, the lit head. There, there are so many of these. That I are, was looking at Conquads. I really like the flame head. Like, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there, there are so many that are so good. Um, I mean, even even like the poopy cat, like there there, there are so many that are, but pretty much everything in our collection you could see as a character on something, and it, it's it's really cool to see how that's developing right now internally. Of you know, we're we're trying to figure out you know how do we want to take the lore, how do we craft that into experiences, how do we think about um, you know say say we do end up having you know long form content in some way, like who are the main characters in that, and um, how do we bring others into it, and, and it's. It's really cool to think about that plus Doodles too, because like yeah, bigger picture Doodles two and Studio and all that. It's a, it's a bridge in and out of the out of the Doodleverse, and um, you know we'd like to get to a place where you know as a collector, you know your Doodles journey happens alongside these fictional characters, but also real world characters, real world people that are brought into that world that we're building. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to think about that. I think Ingi on a on a spaces that we did last week was was likening it to you know when you when you watch The Simpsons. You know, we could have the OG Doodle basically being like, you know, your Marge and Homer and Bart and Lisa and, and, and so forth. And then you've got all of these other characters that exist in there. And we theoretically could have those be, you know, Doodles 2 things. Um, and, uh, you know, when you see, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins or, you know, various people that, that were brought, I think uh, Taylor Swift was one. You see all these real world people that are brought in and they're essentially like Simpsonified, like, we just started doing that with Pharrell. So it's only just beginning to open the doors for what we can, what we can craft in, in terms of our world. But yeah, overall what we, what we see in terms of the OG collection, like there's some really cool things that exist there. And, and uh, 
I don't know, I'm, I'm tempted on a regular basis to go and scoop things up. And uh, um, usually Admittedly, I, I, that's I'm looking like right now. I was like, hmm, this is not bad, you know, good entry. I'm not yeah. here to kill guys. I just like, I've, I, I've always been a fan of like the art style and, and understanding of where the IP could go. I think we probably have been in the space too long that I think about that. Like, will this look good on clothing? Is there some kind of TV option here? Would it fit in a game world? And like Doodles kind of checks the box on all of that and makes it incredibly approachable. There's so much IP out there that is single fit where it's like, you know, we can work within this theme, but it's a very restrictive set. And if it, if it doesn't succeed there, you're kind of, you're kind of done. Um, Doodles feels like, yeah, I don't, I could see it all over the place. So. For sure. And um, Ben, uh, we'll give you a break from from fanboying for a second um, because it has been a great conversation. We want to give our audience a chance to ask some questions. Um, if someone does want to come up and has something to ask Austin or, or Joe, who have been so gracious with their time and sharing all this cool alpha with us, we'd love to have you come up. Um, as a precursor, this is not an opportunity to chill or soft chill your project. This is a chance to get to know Joe and Austin better and learn more about Doodles. Um, but please do raise your hand if you want to come up and, and have some questions for these guys. I want to ask a question while people raise their hands here. Um, and it, it's sort of piggybacking on this discussion that Ben was just having with you. But like, of you guys have been playing around, you know, designing, you know, the look of your Doodles. If there's... Out of everything that's not currently available, if you could design it and make it as a, a possible addition to your look, like what would you, if you could just snap your fingers and it was on your doodle, what would you make it look like? Oh, I, I mean, it's a, it's a trait that we already have, but I really want a sky puffer. And I saw someone was looking to trade those the other day. So I, I'm looking to reach out, but that is probably my favorite wearable in the entire collection and i really want us to make physicals of it this is not alpha but i'm definitely pushing for us to make a physical sky puffer because it looks so clean um yeah that's the one i, I need to have in my collection you'd have to wear that all the time then 100 percent, i would no matter like it could be 80 degrees here in miami I'd still oh, wear it. it's never 80 degrees in la anymore it's always cold hair i feel like i'm constantly wearing my hoodie and uh experiencing warmer weather wherever else I go. Um, so a little bit jealous there. Neanderthal, if I pronounced your uh, handle correctly, um, I'm getting the thumbs up. Yes. Uh, what is your question? Fine, sir. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I was just going to ask, has there been anything unexpected from the Doodle 2 drop for you all on the team side? Like anything you guys noticed or something that's kind of... Uh, stood out that maybe none of you thought of in particular i mean from my end i'll say that we've got over 200 feature requests that have come in already and we uh we still have to go through all of those that's something that uh, uh squinch and i are working on this week so really huge thank you to everybody that's been you know sharing your ideas and suggestions it's super helpful for us uh our team has been really just like, busting through all of the um, you know all of the the bug reports and things like that that have been highlighted. So um, I'm really proud of the fact that, you know, in the spaces we did to announce it last Thursday or last Friday, we were like, Hey, you know, what you see today is going to be, you know, not going to, not going to be the same experience that you have, you know, a week from now or a month from now. And uh, that was literally the case within a day. 
So it, it's continuing to move at breakneck speed. We're, we're really smoothing out the experience, and it's great to see that. So I, I would say that for the rest of this week, you know, the, the, the focus is going to be completely on making sure that we, you know, address the immediate, you know, bug fixes and UX things that we, that we should do to make sure that the experience is a smooth one. And uh, next week, we'll begin going into, all right, well, what are the, the most critical features that we want to start addressing? What are the things that we, uh, we're hearing from the community that are getting, you know, the, the, the most responses, but also are ones that are aligned with what, what we think makes the most sense and, and so forth. So, uh, so far, I, I, I think that there have been a lot of really great ideas that have come in from what we've been able to, to come through. Um, I don't think that most of them have been, um, you know, really outlandish or, oh, wow, we didn't, we didn't expect that one completely. But uh, it, it's really cool to see that, you know, people are thinking about it in a very similar way to, we, to how we have been. And uh, I'm sure that we'll end up with things that, that are completely left field. We're like, wow, we actually need to, to do this. And this, this is something that we hadn't even considered. That's, there's, there's so much to be done right now in terms of just like ways to expand the metaverse and utility and function. Like I never get bored sitting in this space and listening to other people uh, talk about like their inspired ideas. It's crazy that you got 200 requests and I'm sure a lot of it's noise, but I'm sure there's like some real freaking gems in there too. So absolutely. And I'll even note, like I went to something in the water over the weekend and we put the character builder up on a touch screen and we had thousands of people that have never heard of doodles. And for many of them um, coming in and, and playing around with it and experiencing it for the first time is like their first, their first experience with the doodles brand. And it was, you know, a, the widest range of people that you could expect, you know, all ages, all backgrounds, all ethnicities. And the amount of feedback that we got from that alone of just seeing people test it out, hearing what they're thinking. Oh, I wish that we had, you know, all I wish we had these, you know, additional skin tones, or I wish that we had these additional types of hair because I want it to look like me and I don't see myself in here. Like, like these are all things that we want to make sure that we address. And yeah, uh, I mean, are you, are grants like going to be a part of, like, do you guys host like hackathons and do grant? You, you did say grants at some point. And I was just like, what's, what, what's a vetting pro Like how do people vet themselves first? Like before coming to you with an idea, I think that's probably a cool thing to address. So like people know that they're, if they're flooding you with noise versus like, all right, let's say I come up with something really cool, but it might take a while to build. Like, is there a place for that? Yeah, so we're in the process of developing the guidelines in conjunction with announcing the uh, inaugural community council. So we're going to be looking to develop that entirety. You, you can think through, there's kind of a, a few different verticals of grants. There can be one, like an RFP process, which we'll be looking to introduce. So these are things that, you know, requests for proposal, we're, we're looking to take on as a team. We know that we would do them if, if we had the resources or could prioritize at the moment um, and find it as an opportunity to get the community involved. Another will be, you know, developing an actual, like, think of it as like a light accelerator, not, not to the extent of like a cohort and everything, but okay, what are, what are generally like the sandbox in which the types of ideas that we want to support the resources that we want to put around them, the type of funding that we do, and, and ultimately the business model around it. Um, that's all going to be developed, you know, in, in terms of the timeline, you know, over the next 30 to 60 days. Um, and we'll have, we'll have more to share at that point. Yeah, go ahead, Neanderthal. You know what's funny? I was going to call you Keenan Durthal when I read it, but Neanderthal, what's up? It, 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 yeah, it took me a moment, but I, I got there. No, he, he had a question, um, but you're still up on stage, man. If, if you have something else to, to ask, uh, go for it. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, Keenan Durthall would have been cool too, man. However you guys want to say, you know, same old same. Uh, my my second question is actually to do with um, some of the apparel that was at the festival. I know there was a mention that there was possibly an opportunity for individuals to purchase it. I know a lot of our members didn't uh, weren't able to go, and then fortunately we had cool members like Pickleball who were able to pick some up for for holders. But well, is there any left? You know what I mean? Can can I still get a a, a trucker hat? Can I can I pick up a skateboard P? You know, skateboard. I'm just trying to see what I could do out here. So that, yeah, and that's so really we'll, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll we'll have more to come on that. What I can share today uh, is that the skate deck is a token gated ecom exclusive. Um, so you will have an opportunity to purchase that. In terms of the remaining inventory, we're touching base on what was sold at something in the water this week. Uh, we're gonna have a pretty quick turnaround on that uh, for people to be able to purchase and then we've got one or two tricks up of our up our sleeves as well so be on the lookout oh, that's nice. let's go thank you thank you guys appreciate it yeah yeah thanks for your questions man um we let's let's do one more question before we wrap does anyone have a burning question that they have for for these gentlemen nothing sean any uh, uh or i'm sorry danny and anyone from the audience raising their hands right now Nope, nobody raising their hands. I mean, I could ask one that I think no one's like mentioned, and that's uh, I know there's like a physical store coming. Is there anything that you guys can mention about that? That looks, I'm guessing it's something similar to the experiences that you've had at uh, something in the water. Like, is there any alpha we can get on that? Like, maybe uh, where the, 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 the alpha. The alpha you can get is that it does not look like any of the experiences that we've done before. So hey, uh, we'll be very excited to to share more uh in due time but um it's it's definitely a place that i anticipate a lot of people will will want to travel to and experience uh for the whole family awesome guys this has been uh fantastic we really appreciate you all coming on the show um and being part of the edge of nft and utter edge family um we learned a lot today and um just excited about everything in store for for you all with pharrell and other partnerships to come um would love to let people know if you enjoyed this conversation, uh, check us out at, at Edge of NFT on Twitter and subscribe to our show um, on your favorite platform, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, we're on all of them. And uh, actually, we've done 251 shows before this. Um, we have another show coming up. Actually, we're recording in an hour on our normal format with Jay and Silva, incredible human we're excited to to chat with so i don't know if this will be two episode episode 252 or episode 253 but either way um it's one for the for the record so thanks guys and uh excited to stay in touch and who knows maybe there could be some kind of fun experience that you guys could could do at outer edge in the future love it thank you so much for the opportunity to to chat with you guys speaking of uh outer edge a lot of you knew and we're there with us uh, this year in March. Um, but if you couldn't make it, it's not. We still got some for you. You want to? There were tons of really amazing talk. Tons of the thought leaders uh, and builders in the in this space were there. And you can go and watch the recordings of all of those talks for free at watch.outeredge.live. Uh, you'll find more than sixty like really great conversations up there. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. 
You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.